Are we two friends that like to chat? Absolutely. Do we have opinions to share? Well, clearly. Are we proud of our accomplishments but can laugh at our failures? Definitely. But really, is this just an excuse to hang out together? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would have spent more of that credit card money on traveling. <laughs> Hi, I'm Erica. And I'm Laura, and welcome to the Oh For Sure podcast. And today we're starting another series, and this one's going to be about tough conversations that wouldn't normally come up at brunch. And we're going to be diving into some tough personal topics. We hope that opening up to each other is going to help empower others, or at the very least, maybe normalize talking about tough stuff with good friends. Mm-hmm. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and just to get down to it, this episode is going to be focused on our financial history and how stupid and naive we were about money in our teens and early 20s. Yeah, there was some education that uh, didn't come up at school or through my parents, for sure. Turns out the Money Management 101 class was not offered at either of our high schools <laughs> or local colleges. If it was, we, went, we were too cool to we be there. Right past that. <laughs> so I'm going to start because I think I had a pretty typical and what sure. most people had an experience of money was not discussed or yeah. necessarily a problem or a worry in my childhood. I definitely... You were protected and insulated. Yeah, that. that's I think that's a good description. of I yeah. got an allowance. If I was home and my friends were going out, my dad would give me the $20 to go out. Which is awesome. And I didn't have to pay for car insurance when I was 16. That makes or- sense. You do see that society tells you you get to be under the shield of your parents yeah, until you're 18. Yeah, very so. middle class America, yeah. and, you know, is my experience. Yeah. And so I didn't have a job until, okay, my jobs, babysitting, <laughs> lifeguarding, swim lessons. Yeah, like that's super common. Like yeah. what, what else are you qualified to right. do when you're 16? <laughs> you're not like showing up with your CPA. Right. Uh, <laughs> Can I prepare your no taxes one's, for uh, you? expecting me to, like, put together legal documents or anything. Mm, fair. You didn't get your notary Republican. Uh, yeah, but when, and I will say, like, all my friends were in the same kind of, like, average boat. Like, no one had way more. No one had, like, the flashy new car or, That's like... Good. Was, you, you didn't know, know drug dealers. You didn't know... Yeah. Got it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wasn't cool enough to know drug dealers. Obviously. If, if there's not, like, the jealousy of money among friends, even, like, you, you can all afford to basically do all the same things. Like, this awareness... Everybody has the $20 to go to Contempo and buy a cute top, right? At the mall? Yeah, it was... Obviously. Oh, my God. The... <laughs> Do you remember the Saturdays at the mall? Oh, yeah. Like doing the mall crawl. Yes. And you had to find the perfect thing. Like you had your your one item that but you were looking like for. But it was you and your gang of friends mm-hmm. and you were there all day. I don't know that kids do that. I mean, I, you can't yeah. right now, obviously. Yeah, right? Yeah. But they don't. Do they go to the mall? Like is the mall even a thing? God, a part of me is going to cry if it's not, but I have a feeling. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, our childhood mall just got torn down. It did. Leveled. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember, like, in high school, like, not having any sort of concerns about this idea of being able to afford something. Okay. Like, that never occurred to me. Okay. So did that, like, was there a moment when you were first, like, oh, shit, I have to pay for that? Oh. Oh, yes, there was. Oh, yes. Okay. This came after the credit card. And after it got immediately maxed out. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a fun experience. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that, right? <laughs> and that was kind of my first awareness of like, oh, I have to get this check 
write out this check, put oh it God. in the envelope, mail it back For by those a of you who date. don't know what a check is. <laughs> right? This is all pre-online banking. Right. Yeah. Oh, those were the days. And so, okay, so how old were you when you got your first credit card? I guess is the question. I was in college. You were in college, okay. Yes. And, and did you have a lot of credit well, cards? So this is the interesting thing, and maybe a little bit of a difference between me and the average teenager is that after my parents divorce, you know, I say I was the oldest responsible person living at my dad's house. Okay. So I got put on a, he put me on a credit card with him because oh. I was, you know, responsible. I was yeah. grocery shopping and got it. taking care of my younger sister and like seeing to like, you know, just paying all these things yeah. because he's, he was working full time. Yeah. And he, yeah. And he so Again, adult oversight over what I was spending on that credit card, right. and it wasn't my paycheck that was funding it, it was his. And were there lessons so, along the way, like, as you were doing these things, like, you were starting to pick up, like, oh, this is how much you should be spending to feed a household, no, or no. it was just all blind no, faith? No, it was just kind of, like, day-to-day, like, oh, we're out of food? Okay, let's go run and grab mm, some stuff and make it. a dinner, and, like... yeah. The planning wasn't there, maybe. The planning wasn't there, and yeah. it just wasn't a concern of mine. I was, was my brother and sister at home at the time. Yeah. I was so self-absorbed. I was 19 years well, old. of course. <laughs> like, how are you supposed to be yeah. worrying about all right? that? Right? And yeah. it was just, you anyway, know, I did go to a community college. I went, I made a bunch of new friends who, again, were local had but, kind of the same backstory. Same backstory. Like, and, you know, I wasn't, like, off to, like, an Ivy League school where all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, there's going to be, like, a bunch of rich kids around who, like, True. oh, you need to, like, have that designer thing or have this or go to this party or this trip. Like, yeah. Still wasn't. So you were part of the course. Like, yeah. Everything was, like, running so along as expected. So average. And then I would, it's you know, life go or, lifeguard or do whatever odd jobs during the year. And that just sustained me and what I wanted to buy or do at that time and it wasn't until the increase of a regular job or a paycheck also suddenly increases the like what you think you are now entitled to own and afford Uh, the entitlement yeah (laughs) a big I feel like that that's the other swear word that people don't talk about Mm -hmm. the e-word yeah and it's looking back it's hard to like pinpoint where that comes from you know oh if someone else starts doing really well at their first job but you're like oh I they're the same age as me I should be able to like afford all these things and do all these things too I mean it's a natural competition of Mm -hmm. anybody who's in the same age group or social circle or whatever it is like I mean it's a natural human instinct you're gonna compete yeah you you want to you think that you should be able to and things that get in the way of that are gonna go by the wayside. But it's funny I remember never feeling like I had enough money to move out of the house so when you're not paying rent yeah but your other friends are oh I have a huge amount of a quote-unquote expendable cash that they don't right you know and I'm not learning to budget or pay bills or like at that point I'm just kind of like taking care of a cell phone bill and some car insurance and yeah. some gas and food like it's pretty minimal Interesting. so I just kind of like floated along for a long long time realized I I I don't have a lot of material, like, wants. And you could sustain yourself with what you were getting from, you know, here or there. exactly. You didn't necessarily have a big goal of, I need to get out, or I need to go here. And that's, like, I think one of the things I wish I had been more motivated to, like, have a financial goal in my early 20s. Like, just realize you are trying to set up rest of your life. Well, (laughs) in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's hard to have that perspective back then. It's, I 
would say next to impossible. It's the same thing like, okay, anybody goes into college and it's like, oh, pick your degree that you want to get four years from now when you're 18. Who's going to, like, how is that even a thing? No. That's not possible. It's so true. That's not possible. I know. I feel like that's another, like, lie we were told. I can't talk to future me four years from now or 20 years from now and know that this was the right choice. How's anybody supposed to do that? It's bullshit. It is. It's, it's a funny system. People do it. People, but yeah, right. It's not the majority, for sure. <laughs> I always think about that. Like, all the people who are, like, when they're little kids, they're like, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'm going to be a baseball player. I'm oh, going to be, right. you know, a, yeah. a doctor. And it's like, okay, I want to talk to all those people. And see what they said they were going to be and find out. In, in kindergarten, what did you say you wanted to be? Oh, I hands down had two professions that yes. I was going to do. It was going to be A, Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. And B, Wild Elephant Trainer. Top I, two things. What about you? Those are awesome. Yeah. I straight up said to my kindergarten teacher, I want to be a judge so I can tell people what to do. Oh, and haven't you achieved that goal? <laughs> And haven't you achieved that goal? After a series of princesses and superheroes, I was like, I would like to dictate to people. I'm going to tell people what to do. Yeah, what they need to do. I feel like you've, uh, I'm going to put you in the success column. Maybe. I'm going to put you in the got to your goals. I definitely know how to be judgy, so halfway there, right? Same. I just don't have any of the law degrees to go with. Well, that can be earned, though. Oh, yeah. So I think going back to education, like, that was, I actually had all my college paid for except my last semester. Oh. So that was the first time I had to deal with a very large amount of money that I now owe. So did you know going into it, like, at the beginning of the journey that that last semester was not going to be paid for? Was that part of the deal? I knew, but I didn't necessarily know that I was going to be in... It was like, oh, my dad's like, oh, I'm paying for four years. Okay. Okay, well, I went a little bit over. I see. That's okay. how that ended okay. up happening, because then okay. when I transferred, not... That makes sense. It was a little messy, sure. and I made some bad choices of where I went to college or whatever. Well, but, but I think a lot of people share that journey. Yeah. It's like, it can't be always that perfect four-year, like, you apply to the school, you get into the school, you do your four years. It only takes four years. I mean, schools are impacted, things yeah. happen. Yeah. Whatever it might be. I think you get at least one mental breakdown every year in your early 20s. Like 18, 19, 20, 21, you get the alarm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, it gets to be two to three times a year. What is it now? What is it when you're almost farting? Once a day? Is that the appropriate amount? (laughs) You get the minor one at least once a week. (laughs) As many as you need. More, please. More, please. Okay, well, this is fascinating to yeah. me because this is a little different than how my story looked. Well, so when did you start becoming, like, aware of, like, money wasn't just, like, this ephemeral thing that you could access at any time? My dad passed away when I was 11. After that, and my mom had been a single parent. My parents were divorced, and she had always worked really hard. Like, mm-hmm. she had multiple mm-hmm. jobs, and she always made sure to make sh- to get me to the best possible place where I could be successful, like set me up for a good future. Yeah. And so then after he passed away, yeah, she's incredible and had some good forethought to planning in a lot of ways. So after he passed away, it was very clear to me that there were choices that needed to be made. And then it started to kind of crystallize that there, you know, when there's not two incomes or there's not, you know, another source of income, that things get a little bit more challenging. It's tighter. And bless my mom's heart, like, she did an amazing job of making sure that I never wanted for anything. She didn't 
let on for a really long time that it was really hard oh, as a single parent. Wow. And so I don't think I was actually aware that, that money was an issue until I was maybe, you know, like 13 or whatever it was. So, I mean, like the same thing, like this parental protectiveness yeah. about money. Well, it's like you want your child to be able to be a child. Like mm-hmm. You don't want to burden yeah. them with, with adult things. Like I think about that with my kids. I'm like, just enjoy this. Like, right. You know, right. just have that pure joy because the world will just come at you soon. <laughs> I just, you want to protect. It's looming, yes. You want to protect. True. Yeah. And, and she protected me for as long as she, she possibly could. could. Yeah. And then it came to the point where I could potentially go get a job and help contribute. And it made sense. And she worked so hard and I wanted to be able to help contribute. And so I started working when I was 16. Okay. And it was like after school weekend jobs. I worked for the city that I lived in. Oh, that's awesome. Which was cool. (laughs) I worked at the front desk and, you know, did my, it it was actually kind of cool because I had evening shifts and so I could kind of get my homework done without a lot of people Yeah, that's like the ideal setup. awesome. (laughs) I had all the access to all the paper and office supplies I wanted. So, I mean, it was kind of a cush gig. And then, <laughs> and then over the summer, I would usually work two jobs just to try to maximize. Because when I when I actually turned sixteen, my mom asked if I could help contribute to rent. Oh wow! Because it was really expensive. Like we live in yeah. the Bay Area, and yeah. she wanted to make sure we had places to live where I could still go to a good school and get a good education. And those places are not cheap. Well, so did you feel so like you had these jobs, and but did you feel like so your paycheck is now going to like the household expenses or was like some going to like what you wanted to do or like how she did, did it break a down? good job okay. of, of kind of figuring out how to make that work for us. Okay. Because I contributed a very small amount of what I earned to the house. Okay. And then the rest of it was for me to spend. Gotcha. And so instead of, you know, getting 20 bucks to go to the mall or whatever, it was like, you Oh, had. this was my money okay. that I earned. And that's the money I used to go. Did you have like a car and everything or? Yeah, I had a car. My mom, she (laughs) did a good job. She she found an old friend of hers from high school who helped fix up a 1965 Ford Mustang for me. It was a piece of shit, this thing. (laughs) But I thought it was the coolest. The cloud of having a 60s Mustang. Oh my God. I thought it was so cool. You were. You were. It didn't work for very long. Like, it crapped out really quick. But... (laughs) I did think I was very cool. And so, again, credit to my mom for giving me this, like, illusion of grandeur. Yeah. And (laughs) she made a lot out of a very little. I never felt like I was the, you know, the poor kid, you Mm. know, like, we didn't have enough money for anything. It was part of the integrated, we're independent, we're doing this, like... This is what we need to do. And these first jobs are pretty fun because you have no totally. responsibility. Oh, very little. You know? Very <laughs> like You just get to meet some new people. Yeah. And you check in for four hours and then you're gone and you're off to your real life, which is school. Which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I also feel like, in, you know, through that, and I appreciate having had jobs like before I was 18, yeah. I did learn a lot of accountability and a good work ethic and it, it helped kind of set me up for... I feel like becoming a manager and mm-hmm. just being in a in a career where I can um, help other people a little bit more. Yeah. So like just kind of that influence and exposure helped early on. So that was kind of nice. Something else that my mom did that I have mixed feelings about was to try to set me on a career path really early on. Oh, like she okay. she always said, you know, pick your path, stick with stick, your path. That's the one. Just 
go with it. And it was, it was from really from junior high almost. Wow. I kind of got guided towards a certain path. And there were a lot of decisions that I now look back on. I'm like, I don't know if I would have made that decision or I don't know if I would have gone that route if it felt like there was another option. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting now to look back on what has become, I feel like I have a a good career and I've had good success and I'm happy with what I do and how much I make and, you know, thank goodness that I've been able to get where I am. But it's just interesting to kind of have the woulda, coulda, shouldas of, like if you had the wherewithal to look into the future, which you don't when yeah. you're in your <laughs> early twenties, you're naive and you're you know you're stupid yeah. still, and you can't make those decisions. You can't see the larger no. picture. But it'd be interesting, crystal ball, to go back and say, oh okay, well what what was was I supposed to do this other thing? But I, is that the path? I think it's so. It's also kind of important to have a certain amount of fuck up. And yeah. mistake. Oh, and yeah. Let's get to that. Let's yeah. get to that. <laughs> Let's get to that. So we had different paths. Yes. And we yeah. both hit the same speed bump. So I will say I had, um, I owed $8,000 okay. when I graduated college. I didn't really know what that meant. Okay. You know, was that school debt or was that like? That was the college got it. that okay. I was supposed to have paid for that got I didn't have set up very well in order to take on yeah. when that money, like, hit. Right. Like, do, I had no idea how to handle it. Yeah. And, and nobody to kind of ask and the question to. nobody asked the question to, or, like, everyone around me was, either had much larger, like, loans set up that weren't really going to kick in for a while. Yeah. And yet I felt like I had this weight. Of, like, immediately. Immediately, like, I need, and, and I saw it we as need the. your $50 monthly payment. Well, like, I, but in my head it was the full amount. Oh, you were tracking to that. Yeah. Yikes. And so, like, in some ways, it, like, it really, like, scared me from post-college, like, just exploring, like, avenues of, like, leaving the country. Oh, or doing certain experiences, because I felt like, I need to take care of this you right now. You had the weight of that. Yes. Is it, do you feel now that $8,000, looking back on it, like, that was a... Well, not a significant amount. Or, I, I mean, no, no, it no. Is. it's I don't not insignificant. Now I know, like, oh, it wasn't all eight thousand at once. Right. You didn't need There's to a go thing like called, donate a kidney or sell yeah, a kidney or whatever. Budgeting. Yeah. And I had no clue what that was when I graduated. <laughs> I mean, and this is largely the reason, like, we wanted to just discuss this topic. Like, how do people learn those things? Is it yeah. the school hard knocks for everything? Is it? I, do, does a parent sit down and talk you through, like, here's how to create a budget. Here's how to maximize monthly payments. You know, it's uh, funny because, like, I feel like that should be taught in high school. Totally. <laughs> exactly. Because you, I mean, you you wouldn't know what people's different financial backgrounds are, and so mm-hmm. in order to set up a fiscally responsible generation, mm-hmm. it would make sense. But I do feel like a little bit the capitalist society is working against that oh, agenda. So yeah, there's so that. many ways to part you with your money. Oh. <laughs> I, I gotta say, like, the second that I started college and kind of was on my own and I had applied for loans and stuff, like, I took mm-hmm. on all that debt myself. Yes, okay. And the second that they had my name and social security number, I kid you not, I must have gotten 30 applications for credit cards. And nobody there to say, don't apply for all of them. Your mm-hmm. credit is this. Mm-hmm. Like, here's what a credit score is. Mm. Here's what your debt-to-income ratio is. Oh, I definitely is. had no idea like, of what any of that? those terms for several years after my first credit card. Right. Like, like, how would you? 
And unless you had a smart parent who sat you yeah. down. I mean, not that we don't have smart parents. Yeah, it just that, but... wasn't a conversation that was had or discussed in with my parents. And right. it wasn't discussed with my friends either. Or like... Yeah. I, I remember actually telling most of my friends my stories of like, here's how I applied for this loan. Or here's how school loan repayments are going to mm, work for okay. Because I did the reading and I was the first one who had gone through it. And so I was the person telling our friends. Wow. Like, you know I, mean? like, I, I had friends calling me like, didn't you um, have to fill out your FAFSA? And I was like, yeah, I did. They're like, oh, can you walk me through that? I, oh I don't my know God. how to do that. Like, no problem. Yeah. I remember. Let's do it. I can help you with that. Or I just, I feel like I should apply for a credit card, but I know that you fucked up really bad with that. So could you tell me the right way to do it? I'm like, no problem. Welcome yeah. to Erica's School of Credit. All right. So <laughs> credit card fuck up. What, what was the damage? I, I've, I've mentally blocked, the, blocked that. But let's, let's just say that I, without having any of the, the knowledge or the wherewithal, got to, to my college experience mm-hmm. and was, you know, was on my own with, with everything. Like I was paying for everything. Yeah. And my mom didn't have anything to... It's a new and exciting world, and you want new and exciting things to go with it. Um, I would say yes, except that like there was there was nothing like like I had I had no money. Like I was working for all of the money that I had to pay for college. Oh, it, you knew it was immediately not going into your account; it was going out. Yes. Okay. Like every wow. every so when when I got to college. I had two jobs to pay for my college. Like I applied for as many loans as I could get mm-hmm. to go to a two-year school, and I got enough loans to cover half of a tuition for a two-year school. Okay. And so then I was able. I got accepted to a two-year like credentialed like school that I was going to get an AA from. It wasn't a junior college. It's a like kind of a trade school, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was going to have to pay for that. But like you, I didn't know when those dollars were going to come due. Like, I, I kind of understood that, like, I could push off that debt. And thank goodness yeah. for my cousin. She was like, don't pay your school debt until you actually have to because I can't count it against your credit. And I was like, great. Okay. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> thank you. So the best piece of financial advice you got this time was don't pay. Yep. Don't pay it. Thank you, cousin Joey. <laughs> And I mean, in a way, that's right. Yes, yes. And so thank you for that. But all of my money coming in was to pay for rent and to pay for food and to pay for like trying to keep up with the Joneses and like make sure that I was actually doing activities. Did you have an idea? Were you actually being able to cover your expenses at the time with your two jobs? I figured out a very like rudimentary budget. Okay. And I was, I think I was getting $6 an hour at my, yeah. <laughs> my main job. And so I figured, and they, thankfully from that job, they actually took my money for my rent out of my paycheck because I was working at Disneyland, which oh. is amazing. And it was part of the college program. Oh. But cool. That money was gone. Yeah. I think I got like $14 after all was said and done. Which was great. So I took my $14, then I took my money from my other job, and, like, that was the food and pay utilities to my roommate kind of gotcha. money. And so I, I did, like, yeah. a rudimentary okay. budget, and my mom tried to help offset as much as she could, but she was working three jobs, and she would send me, like, boxes of food, oh. <laughs> which was, like, the yeah. college experience, yes. right? Like, yeah. your parent sends you the boxes of food. I, I think that was the point in time where I started getting these credit card offers, mm-hmm. and I... I didn't really get, I'll admit this, that it wasn't real money. 
Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, so you're telling me I can go use this credit card to go out to dinner with my friends. I don't have to scrimp and save. But I'm going to argue that it's actually extremely real money. Oh, it's like real money times 15. Hidden behind a little accessible piece of plastic that could be any amount you want it to be at that time. I I seriously, I think I started with like a $300 limit on mm-hmm. a couple of my credit cards. I want to say I was at like a 19 or 20% interest rate, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. seemed like a real deal to me at the time. What's that? Oh I had my no God. idea what interest rate is. It might have even been up to 25%. I don't remember. But I do remember that being like, I've got a golden ticket. Right. Yeah. And I started maxing. I started yeah. going and buying stuff. I was really into music. I bought a ton of CDs. I bought concert tickets. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who actually, I didn't realize this until later, was a little bit of a klepto, and she was always in the latest fashion, and so to keep up with her, I was buying this accessory <gasps> oh, and this accessory. Oh, she got the five-finger discount, and you were She sure did, it. and uh, I was paying for it right. to the oh. tune of x times 15 to 25 percent interest yeah and so I just started racking things up like even to the point where I graduated and decided that I would take my mom and I on a European vacation and I paid for our European vacation as my college graduation present (laughs) with my credit cards I hope you had fun it was great it was a delightful (laughs) trip Champagne and caviar. No, there was none of that. But it was a de- it was a delightful trip, and I I think that at the end of the day, like so many memories were made. Like, what's mm-hmm. money? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, fine. And that was a great trip. My mom and I had a great time. And was it the right way to get there? No, but but looking back, you could admit you could not afford that. Oh no, no, yeah. not a chance. Like okay. for even I think at that time. I had three jobs. I was working three jobs. At this point, like, the credit starts to be a monkey on my back. Like, I'm just trying to, like, pay things down. And I think I, I, you know, I saw Susie Orman at one point in time uh, speaking on something. Yes, yes. Start with paying this down. And then once you pay that down, do this. And then pay. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. A strategy. Yeah. The first time you had heard about, like, a plan of, like, how do you attack debt. So yeah, exactly. So I'll do that. But I was I was definitely working three jobs, trying to get ahead with career, trying to you know mm-hmm. pretend like I had everything. Yeah, it's it's funny because one of my close friends in high school, she had a guy that she was dating, and at one point in time they were chatting. He was kind of um, from a lower income mm-hmm. family, and he was talking to my friend about money and and. He was like, all oh, your friends are so rich and they have everything. You guys are so lucky and so entitled and whatever. And somehow my name came up and she was like, oh, no, she just lives in like a studio apartment with her mom. And he was like, oh, I thought she had the biggest house of them all. Oh. <laughs> it's just like. Your facade was like perfection. Spot on. Spot on. <laughs> that takes some skill. Hey. To stretch the money into, like, this is Why what not? you see, but that's all and, smoke and mirrors. But that's the thing, and I feel like that's that's the moral of the story, is you can easily pretend to be something that yeah. you're not. Yeah. Or pretend to have something that you don't have. Money 
can help or hurt you and you can change your image or how people see you. Oh, completely. Based on your possessions and how you present yourself. And there's certain periods of life where that's very important. Yeah. And well, and it can shape you. Yes. I mean, yes. 100%. Like it, it it sounds like the situation that you were in shaped you and who you were in that $8,000. Like you sound a little resentful that maybe you didn't get to go travel during that time or like, I totally understood my dad being like, no, I'm not paying. You get four years and then you're done. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I wasn't angry about any of that. Yeah. I just didn't immediately get the awesome, giant first job that was going to make the all that. confetti cannons exactly. are launched. And <laughs> that didn't happen. Nobody for came out with the hundred grand no. job offer. <laughs> so it took me way too long. And I was really stupid about getting jobs and keeping jobs for my early 20s like I could have handled that so much sooner had I just really focused on not the money I owed but on just have any job yeah any job will do like just just pay at it yeah and kick, so kick some dollars over here. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I finally got my, my head out of my ass and made enough that it got taken care of, which is awesome. But Good then job. there comes like, okay, you're not at neutral now. You're actually now behind the game yeah. because of, yeah. of this. Yes. So what helped me was I then I had to get a new car. Mm-hmm. And so and I, I'm not, I don't, I don't care about cars. Like, I, yeah. just, I just wanted one that would run. So yeah. I was like, okay, if I get a new car, and this is going to be my car until it dies. For a long time. And I've, I'm still driving this car. It's 13 years old. Good for like, you. Like, this is my car. Get that wear out of that. Yeah. But I happened, like, so I was going to the dealerships with my friend, because she knows a lot about my cars and yeah. everything. And, and I was at Mazda, and they happened to be trying to clear out their 2007 models. And they're yeah. like, okay, two years, 0% APR. Great. I put down half, and that that regular payments for those two years, that's what restored my credit. That's awesome. Just making it, just, just being chipping so away. consistent. Chipping and away. like I said, I can live really, really cheap. Yeah, and like that's kind of actually my normal mode. Yeah, your I, superpower, if you will. Yeah, like, like it just you you don't let certain things bog you down, maybe because no. it hasn't. I packed to do that way in the in the past. Well, like, like going back, like like I don't care about having a new car. I just want to care about like the one car I have. I yeah. Don't, I don't want the newest phone. I just want the one I have to work for as long as it can, and yeah. then I'll replace it. Or that's, that's just kind of my natural mentality. I think so. Do you feel like that's more of a nature versus nurture, or like how did how did you come upon that mentality? Do you think maybe because my parents definitely were not. Flash people in any sense of the word, yeah. and I can't. I'm. I have three siblings, so there was definitely like this hand-me-down there culture. There had to be enough to be doled out. Yeah, to or it's like, oh, yeah. you need a new pair of jeans. Well, oh, you fit in these old ones, of Amy. So you're yeah. you're just gonna wear those. those so it's like cool. Like I yeah. didn't think anything of it. We only had one TV. Yeah. We never had a video game console. Oh well. When we vacationed, everyone's piling into the van, and we're road tripping out to like Arizona to see Aunt, you know, Bernie or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, we, I. I did not fly until I was in high school. Oh, wow. Like, that I remember. Yeah. You know? So, it was just, like, my, my parents just were just kind of, like, very, like, nonchalant and, like, were, Well, they you know, they were using their finances wisely. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they each had one job and, like, that covered it. It covered everything that our family was going to do. Smart. Yeah. And so... Smart. 
It definitely... So you didn't... So what I'm hearing is actually you maybe didn't know it, but you were getting subliminally maybe. taught lessons. Maybe. But there's also, like, because I can say that even though we didn't have a lot, like, money wasn't being spent intelligently necessarily. Oh, Like, we... Okay. we I'm an only child. Like... There were lots of European vacations throughout your childhood. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I like we went to Disneyland every year. Oh wow! And we flew. Like okay. we 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 drove a couple times, but we mostly that was an flew. annual thing. Yeah, and and I think it comes back to I've talked about this before the love languages and like my mom's love language mm. is, is gifts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she you know it wasn't it was the easiest you know, upbringing, I guess you could say, like, you yeah. know, you want everything to be perfect for your child and things aren't perfect. Right. But she tried to kind of make up the difference in the way that she knew how. And a lot of the times it was gifts. Like, gotcha. hey, we'll make, make this up yeah. in gifts. And if she yeah. had to work harder or do more in order to kind of balance those scales, that's what she did. And did so that's what feel, I learned. Yeah. Did you feel it was actually balanced though, looking back now? It, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, and that's, I think that's the biggest lesson and kind of aha that I've taken away mm-hmm. from it. And I hate to say it this way, but it's almost a like, okay, do the opposite type of strategy because I did work so hard and I did have so many jobs for so long mm-hmm. and then still continued to incur debt because it was still about stuff. Okay. It was totally about stuff yeah. and acquiring stuff. And it wasn't, it didn't have to be fancy stuff. Like, it didn't have to be a fancy car or anything. But, it like, 13 but sh- pairs of sunglasses seemed reasonable, you know? like those There was definitely a cycle of access. shopping, getting, oh, I like that, I'm going to get it. Yes, yes, and... because that's how the emotions were dealt with. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, if you want to psychoanalyze, yes, that's very is. fair to say. There it is. Because no matter how much money is coming in, either it's a good, bad, three jobs, one really great job, you'll if you have a hole to fill, you have to fill you, the hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dig yourself deeper. Oh, man. So for me, it's been the the lesson has been being able to kind of take a step back and I did fortunately unfortunately when my grandmother passed away I was gifted a sum of money that helped me get out of that debt okay and that was a huge turning point like at the time my now husband was my boyfriend and you know he knew I had debt that was infecting our relationship our ability to kind of did he know how bad it was he did okay he did so you were at least honest with him about like yeah, I've I've never had a problem being like I've never tried to hide anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have that like Yeah, you're very open and like this is me. <laughs> That's I can't be anything <laughs> other than who I am and I'm an awful liar. So. But until that inheritance kicked in, you didn't feel empowered or saw a way to change no, how you were living. No, it was continuing to have more jobs. That okay. was I had a career. And then I always felt like I had to have a side hustle. Like, okay. And so, and so yeah. until that happened, I had I had two two or three jobs from the time I was sixteen until I was, I think twenty five. Wow. And and so and all of that was. When did you have the time to shop? <laughs> you found. I found time. <laughs> Don't worry, I found time. But, 
but that was like that was a part of who I was, and it's a part of who I am today. Like yeah. I don't like to sit still because there was there's always something to do. Like you can always you can always do or earn or make or whatever. Like yeah. there's always something to do, and yeah. So thank goodness I had just joined a debt consolidation company where oh, okay. they take on all of your debt, and then you just pay them, and then they pay the people. So and, you don't have like all these letters or calls coming right, to the house, right? And so I I had joined that a couple months before, and then my grandmother passed away, and that was, it was really um, freeing. It was, I know it's like the feelings aside about your grandmother passing, you're now given this gift at a time when you could recognize what it could actually change your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was it was a second start. It was yeah. a complete second start, and I and I hate to say it this way, but the money that was supposed to go for my college or like after my dad passed away, like that money disappeared. And so it was, you know, it was always a battle uphill. Mm -hmm. And so this was something that gave me the opportunity to say like, okay, I, I can make something. I can, yeah, I can build this into something and I, and I won't mess this up twice. Like I'm not going to fritter this away. And I think that's hard because I think yeah. people get into that situation and they, they have an out, and then they. You don't need use to them have wisely. a certain amount of this, like, fiscal responsibility. Yeah, and also just fed upness with yes. having three jobs and always trying to just feed the beast in a way. Yeah, I I think part of it comes from like seeing what you don't want to mm -hmm. have happen, or yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, I'm proud to say that now I'm a homeowner. Like I've you know we've been able to. Thousand percent, like that's amazing. Yeah, something that will be sustainable and hopefully help my kids learn to be fiscally responsible a little bit more. I feel very lucky that there was um, an opportunity to kind of write the mm -hmm. the path that I was yeah. on. But man, like it's so easy to go down the wrong path. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's like yeah, it's very easy to not acknowledge. The amounts that are going out. Yeah. But you do feel like this unknown, like, but then you have no idea of the amount of actual, like, stress. Like, it's just exponential, like, stress or worry about this, like, dark day. Like, when is this all going to come due? Yeah. Well, it's just, I, I think about this a lot today because I, I am so thankful I'm not in this position currently mm -hmm. of living paycheck to paycheck. Yes. But I've been there. <laughs> I was there for a long, long time. Even after, for the first several years of being married and, like, my husband and I, like, we went through the whole living and paycheck to paycheck. And it's just, yeah. it's that's a tough spot to be in and not know, like, what's going to get you to the next? Mm -hmm. What's going to get you to the next? And how are you going to get out of that cycle? And how are you going to move yeah. beyond that? And there's so many people that are in that today. And debt has a huge part of that. Because right. a mistake that you made when you were in your 20s. <sighs> it snowballs. So you can't get out Yes. And then you continue to try to steal from Peter to pay Paul. And it becomes this cup game. And there's there's not always a, a magical gift right. being presented to you. That <laughs> but I think for both of it just started with, like, you have to spend the time and really look at it. Yeah. And just... Put your confessions out there. Yeah. Like, what are you doing with the money you are getting? What do you owe? 
I've never regretted any time I've gone through all of my accounts or yeah. cut things out, subscriptions, totally. or done a month where I didn't buy anything. Or, like, I've never regretted any of that. It's the same way you don't regret going to the gym. <laughs> Not now. But, like, there's, there's no, yeah. like, bad workout. Yeah, like, you exactly. Still like, so. Feel good about that. And just having that perspective, too, of, yeah, right now my husband and I are struggling to feel like we can afford to live in this area. Yeah. But we have no debt. Which I, is incredible. You know, I good have. Job. If any emergency came up, I can easily afford it right now. That's awesome. You know, I. Again, I still live a very, like, I haven't now gotten more materialistic. I still live a very, very simple life. Yeah. That's so freeing and amazing. Yeah. And I, like, I'm so glad I'm in, like, yes, it took me till my 40s to really feel like I think I kind of get money now. Yeah. Right? And it, and it, it, it's sad that it takes that long, yeah. but I do feel like it takes that long. It's like, I have investments now. <laughs> I have a high entrance saving account. Ugh. Uh, but there's so many little things. Buzzwords. Yeah, but yeah. It, but you just you just start chipping away at it little by little, and then finding ways to maximize your money. Yeah. And it yeah again it, debt can snowball snowball, but also it can snowball in your favor too if you yeah. if you just spend some time and effort on money. Well, and I and I think that that's a really good point, which is that you know, and and part of us having this conversation is the idea that. There's always somebody there that you can talk to. It's just a matter of finding who that person is Mm -hmm. and being able to be vulnerable enough to say like, hey, I kind of feel like I need some help with this. Yes. I'm probably not in as good a situation as I could be. And, you know, I think we're going to dive into this in future episodes, but how do you, when you get to this age, make sure that you are also taking a good hard look at where you're at? And you know, okay, maybe you do have debt right now, or maybe you are living paycheck to paycheck. Like, how do you figure out how to find a different solution? Right. Or find a good resource. But I think we can both acknowledge, like, it's out there. Yeah. There are paths to success, like, personal success when it comes to money. Yeah, I think, I mean, it might not. you sigh, because it is exhausting. Like, it's not easy. (laughs) Right. Well, and I just, I just know that that sounds, like, especially now, and and us being people who still have jobs like right. that, that's, that's very true. That's a challenging statement. Now, a lot of people don't have the benefit of being able to maintain their income. That's, yeah, the status quo is definitely out the window. Yeah, yeah. So normally, I I would agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. But yeah, it's just oh, it's an ugly time to have to rely yeah. on those things. But Basically, in general, I would say yeah. In general. Face it as soon as you can. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) And so, okay, so I have a question for you. So if you could go back and give your 19-year-old self some advice, what would you say to Laura back in the day? Yeah, I would go back actually to when I graduated high school. Yeah. And say I was not ready to figure out a career path Mm. or jump into college yet. Yeah. And I wish I had either taken the meager savings and the graduation when I had yeah. and traveled or just gotten whatever full-time job and start to build that savings. Just not, not even necessarily the savings, but just start to figure expose out what the my, like. exactly expose yeah. myself to a situation other than being a high school student yeah. or a student for a while. Yeah. 
and just get some practical knowledge of this is what an electrical bill costs. This is what rent costs. Yeah. This is what it takes to live. And just and, just start to understand the world is a little bit bigger than yeah. Because until you live through some of that, you someone you telling know. you it it doesn't resonate with you. No. And so having that practical experience, yeah, I like that. What would you say to high school, college you? Oh, I you know I I actually feel like my advice to myself would be similar, which would be that if I could just have done the things that I wanted to do for myself and mm. not been so focused on what other people expected or wanted me to do, I would have liked to take a little bit more time to travel or, mm-hmm. you know, I would have spent more of that credit card money on mm. traveling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would have, I would have told myself like to just be more confident in the choices that I wanted to make for myself. Uh. To not follow another path just because it was the path presented to me. I feel like you could tell yourself that today and it would still... True. <laughs> True. That might be good advice. Sage advice for for all-aged Erica's. Oh. <laughs> all-aged everyone. For all-aged anyone. Do your own thing. Go your own way. Yeah. As they say. One of the things that I do want to acknowledge is that I don't... I didn't say any of these things to elicit sympathy from anything mm-hmm. not that any anybody would need to be sympathetic for yeah. anything that's happening but I think both of us just wanted to be able to have an honest conversation with each other yes. about these things and how it shaped who we are today and potentially explore how it could help future decisions that need to be made yeah and I, I like- for us or people who might be listening <laughs> this will empower other people to again with your close family and friends if you're struggling with something like money or anything or, just yeah. talk about it just like start having these tough conversations yeah and and I think you know one of the things we talked about before we started um the recording tonight was the fact that if you just say something out loud to someone else that alone can be a step towards the right solution or answer but keeping things to yourself is not gonna work for anybody no just snowballs inside of you exactly (laughs) exactly so we're we're here to have those tough conversations Mm -hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna do some more of this we are we're here for you whoever you are and we're here for each other and stay tuned for more tough stuff with good friends thanks so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review where can you find us? On Instagram and Facebook at OhForSurePodcast. Our website is OhForSurePodcast.com. And if you have any topics, ideas, questions, or gratuitous compliments, please email us at OhForSurePodcast at gmail.com.